guys welcome to inside the dome uh thank you to aiden as always for that amazing intro uh we're kind of down right now steelers and the niners just play john yes <laughs> and uh 30 to 7 final score Not yes. that good. so we're gonna talk about and give our reaction and then this week we'll be giving our whole week to reaction, but we just had to talk about this game. We might do this maybe for every Steeler game where majority of the Steeler games have its own separate episode so that our Steeler fans, because that's where we're around, can listen to it, and then we'll have a NFL one. But the one thing I want to say before we both get into it is two things. Number one, I know I'm not, and I'm pretty sure John's not. We're going to talk about the penalties but the penalties did not cost us this game, and I think John can agree with me on that. Yeah. Second thing is, Joe Burrow just said this, and Joe Burrow just had a horrible loss, twenty-four to three against Cleveland. And he's, but he's right though. It's week one. Week one's not going to define your season. So, there's a lot we were going to talk about. Um, this is mainly going to be Steelers. Stay tuned for. The rest of week one because there's a lot of football and a lot of things happen today. But John, I was down at that stadium, right? It's a good were. time <laughs> for like 20 minutes, bro. I don't think I've ever seen more uh, opposing team fans in my whole life, besides the Raiders. Niner fans, y'all are incredible. Shout out to you guys! Like you're insane. You travel so well. You have a passionate fan base. Um, yeah, that's. I do love your team. I'm not going to lie. I do love your team. Today I didn't. But yeah, anyways, vibes were okay down there, but I could only see so much because they didn't show some new stuff on the screen and stuff, so it's harder for me to see. So, John, I, I want to hear your thoughts about this whole entire game. Well, I will say, too, you mentioned the Niners fans. I know the Steelers fans travel very well, but the 49ers fans are probably right up there with the Steelers fans. I mean, you look at like the games against the Los Angeles Rams and the playoffs in Los Angeles, they would be filled with 49ers fans. Like half of it would look red, maybe more than half. So they do travel well, very well. And you think about and, it too, is that we're halfway across the country from them, which is insane uh, yeah. for them yeah, to be this far. It's crazy. But yeah, like even Carlin was saying too, like I want to say stuff about like the Bengals too, but we are saving that all for this week's episode. So we will only talk about the Steelers and 49ers here. But yeah, this game was not good if you're a Steelers fan. Now, you did mention the Joe Burrow quote. It's not over. Like, it's week one. People shouldn't be overreacting like the season's done or anything like that. I mean, there's still 16 more games. But this game, I'll just say right now, I know we're going to go through our predictions in Wednesday's episode. Yeah, I, I think this will come out on Wednesday, our NFL episode. But I had the Steelers winning this game. I know that's kind of a long shot, but I thought that this game could have been competitive. I know that's by looking at preseason and training camp, but in preseason, like, 
and in training camp, Kenny Pickett looked great. The offense looked different from what we were watching. Everything, everything just felt different. The offense felt, it felt like it would expand a bit more going into this season. But really, I mean, I don't know what it looked like for you live, but it looked very more of the same. Like nothing looked very different. I mean, Kenny Pickett, you look at his stat sheet. I'll just say stats right now. Like 31 for 46, 232 passing yards, one touchdown, two picks. You you look at that and you think, oh, wow, he at least threw the ball a lot. He had a lot of passing yards. The majority of those were all in, like, garbage time or, like, that two-minute drill that they did at the end of the first half. Not to cut you off, but so you look at Kenny's side, and he threw it so many times. Najee only ran it six times. Six oh, yeah. times. Warren carried it three. Um, yeah. And one thing that the Niners established super, super early – was that this isn't going to be a running game for us. Their uh, their defensive line is stacked. Uh, they got Nick Boza, which honestly, I don't think Nick Boza did anything this game. He probably got tackles and stuff, but I don't think he sacked Kenny once. Yeah, Maybe so wrong. The sack leader was actually... Let me see. Okay, the sack leader for them was actually Drake Jackson, a defensive end. He had three sacks this game. So it wasn't Bosa who was getting all this. Bosa had a tackle and assists. That's it. He didn't have any sacks. Sacks. Yeah, he was quiet, which is something that you need to do in a game like this. You cannot have Bosa running all over you. One play, though, was uh, Bosa. He did have great pressure, though. I know he was empty on the sack sheet, but he had great pressure once on Okorafor, which led to a holding penalty on Okorafor. That was one of the key standouts from Nick Bosa. But... I mean, yeah, the Niners' defense was great. The Steelers' running game, like you mentioned, Najee Harris only six carries for 31 yards, which actually isn't that bad, 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, Jalen Warren only had three rushes. So, I mean, the Niners had a run game. They did, and they were able to carry it with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey was getting multiple first downs. We had no running game. The Steelers had no running game at all. I mean, I don't know if I blame that on the O-line for not being able to get anything going or not, but... We did not have a running game at all, and that's you know, that's going to kill you in the other games. I don't know if I sent you this text, but I was talking to my grandfather about it. This game reminded me of Patrick Mahomes versus the uh, Lions uh, for the opening. Now, before anyone and John give me a weird face and be like, what the heck? No, I kind of agree with you. It was 21-20, but... Kenny didn't play bad. Kenny didn't play great. Those two interceptions, one was completely his fault. He threw it right to the dude. The second was bounced off. and it was That was crazy. also his fault. I'll yeah, it was, was his fault. Throw. That was a bad um, throw. Yeah, like, <laughs> so bad like I said, where I was sitting on the field, it looked like that it hit off someone. Yeah, it hit off a defender, which is not good. <laughs> um, But anyways, um, yeah, no, uh. Kenny had no help. And when Kenny played good, Kenny had a good throw right through Muth's hands. Oh, Johnson dropped it. Are we surprised? No. But my point is, no one caught the ball. And then when someone did catch the ball, it was a, a screen pass that went nowhere. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. And kudos to the Niners, honestly. Like, I'm, I was, I'm so mad about how, this game. Like, I don't understand how it was this bad. 
But if we come back down to earth real quick, Niners had a great game. Purdy went 19 for 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns. CMC had a touchdown. Uh, no wide receivers, I believe, had a touchdown. Oh, no, sorry. Brandon Ayuk had two touchdowns. So if you had a yeah, one, don't, don't, don't say no wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk forgot yeah. us. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk had so many catches. Um, And we just couldn't stop him. That's basically it. They're de- I think it's more of a defensive issue. The offense, granted, they only scored seven points. But this team should have never ran all over us as bad as they did. I'm a little I'm a little different in a way than you. At least, I mean, fin- you were making a thought on the offense in the running game. Like, you made a comparison to the Chiefs. In my uh, Lions versus Chiefs episode, I did mention how like in a game where Mahomes didn't have his top receivers they should have utilized the running game more I feel like the Steelers should have at least tried a bit more but in terms of Kenny Pickett now I'm gonna be more harsh on him here because I think he did not have a good game at all now some of it you could say is Matt Canada I mean the play calling was just very average a lot of curl routes that he's known for shockingly not a lot of screens but Pickett missed multiple easy throws like I don't know if you're referring to this throw, Jakey. It was Deontay Johnson. I guess you would call it a drop, but it was in the red zone. It was like a slant route by Deontay. Kenny threw it, and it was low. Like it was, it was low and off of him. I don't know if you call that a drop or not, but I mean, he missed that. The two interceptions were both his fault. I mean, they were not good at all. I mean, the second one, it was tipped by a. Uh, Fred Warner picked up by Hufanga, their safety. And Fred Warner actually should have had another interception in that game, too. So Pickett kind of got lucky. But he missed one to Fryermuth. It was off. Allen Robinson, he threw it behind him on a third down play. I mean, I don't see this being a continuous problem for Pickett. Like, I think this might have just been a bad game for him. And, like, you look at some of the other quarterbacks in the league, too, like Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, none of them played well this week. So maybe it was a one-off for Kenny Pickett. But this, in my opinion, was a game that he would want to forget. But he did have positives. The two-minute drill in the end of the first half was a positive. I would say that's when he was starting to make throws. Deontay Johnson, we're going to have to monitor his health, hamstring injury, which... Hamstring injuries are not the ones you want to see because they could be lingering throughout the who, season. Um, not to cut you off, but who was the offensive player got injured the on the line? I couldn't tell. Oh, on the O line, I don't think any. Yeah. I don't think uh, some, any someone in. they had they took someone. Really? Not yeah. Someone. Well, not, they might have went back in. I don't know. Well. And, my memory, there was one play where both Roderick Jones and Dan Moore were on the field, so maybe a core four came out. Yeah, summer. I think a core four came out for a play or something. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was yeah, garbage anyways. time. But uh, other receivers, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, Calvin Austin, I'll mention him. He came in for the injured Deontay Johnson. Had some, looked very natural out there, too. So I kind of liked what we saw from him. Alan Robinson led the team with catches in in receiving yards, five catches for 64 receiving yards. But Austin had one more catch than him. Oh, yeah, crap. Yeah, Austin had six catches, but only for 37 receiving yards. Thank you for that. But Muth only had one, too. They did nothing with Muth. Muth had got injured. Muth has been, like, was injured throughout the whole game. Well, do you want to know why 
he did get injured on the one play was because Kenny Pickett threw it bad to him and he had a reach for it and yeah. it caused him the but he had the touchdown grab too. Yeah, he so did. it was the one was before a, that. Yeah, that was a good throw. But Warren caught a couple dump offs. Hayward got a little bit involved. Pickens, do you think was he was so used quiet. enough? He was so quiet. I didn't even think he had a catch until he had five. Stats. But it was garbage time. A lot of it. Yeah, no. That's that's the one thing that about this offense is, and they got none of the wide receivers like truly involved. Granted, Kenny went thirty-one for forty-six, so thirty-one. He threw thirty-one passes that were completed, but. I feel like there weren't like any breakout plays like that you would think, oh, like we're going to send Pickens deep, you know? And then the oh, one yeah. time they did, uh, they didn't get the flag for the offsides. That was so bad. That was bad on the rest. Not an excuse. And we're going to get into yeah. that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I want kind of want to move to the defense side of the ball for the Steelers real yeah. quick. Um, Actually, real quick, I got to point out a good player, though. On the offense. Oh, yeah, you're good. And I want to give one to someone, too. Uh, Anthony McFarland had a good game, actually. He had two catches for 11 yards, and one of them was on a fourth down completion. They put him into the game, and uh, yeah, he made a fourth down grab. But last thing I'll say on the offense before you say anything, George Pickens, too, he was only targeted seven times this game. Wow. He, this is where I blame Matt Canada a little bit. I feel like George Pickens, I think he should have like 10 targets at least per game. Like, I'll just, I'm just looking at other games that happened this week. Like, Zay Flowers, the rookie for Baltimore, had like nine or 10 targets. DeAndre Hopkins even had 13 targets and even he didn't even catch as many, but the targets too, like just targeting your top guy. And a lot of Pickens' catches came in garbage time. So that's why I think some of these receiving yards are very inflated. It's because a lot of them came in garbage time. Did you say that... Uh, uh, who was in the group chat that we had that George Pickens looked visibly frustrated? I did. I said that. It was on... Uh, it was... Uh, they should, He was on the bench. It was later in the game. His face, he was... He looked he mad. He was just mad. Yeah. That yeah. I, I said that. Uh I guess the only other thing on offense, too. Any thoughts on the O-line? Uh, on the O-line? Or the yeah. offense? Yeah. Not really on the O-line. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, I do. How does Kenny get sacked five times? I'm not saying... Niners have a great defense. Let's not get that wrong. Niners have a fantastic defense. They were the best defense in the league last year. How does he get sacked five times? That's yeah. something that should not happen, especially when you rebuild your whole offensive line around him this season. Yeah, I don't think, just off of memory alone, I know James Daniels gave up one of them on the right side. for I mentioned earlier in the episode, he had a holding penalty on Bosa. I don't think Dan Moore was terrible. I don't think the left side was as bad, bad. but it was just breakdowns in general. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't terrible, but also the O-line couldn't get a running game going. So you can say that yeah. as well. So they got improved. Yeah. Um, my only other shining player that I could think of on offense is Calvin Austin. Like you said, yeah. he looks so natural. Um, he's fast. Six catches, 37 yards. So he didn't have many yards, but he averaged 6.2, which isn't too, too bad. Um so yeah, Calvin Austin, obviously I don't know if Johnson's going to play on Monday night against the Browns, 
So we'll see. But hey, Calvin Allison will probably get some reps with the first stringers, which will really, really help him out. And I'm glad. Yeah, agreed. So I guess the last thing is real quick. You haven't given your thoughts on him yet. Matt Canada, do you want him fired? Are you on that train? Because it's week one, I'm not too concerned. Yet. Yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think they'll fire Canada until the end of the season if he deserves to be fired. I'm not panicking, but if we obviously go to uh, the bye week in week six and they're one in five, then we're going to have a whole different story we got to talk about. So, Yeah, I agree. We'll, so, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so the other side of the ball, at least for the Steelers, I'll give my thoughts on the Niners near the end, but the D- Steelers' defense... There was one very standout player, and I think he was probably the player of the game. And he was probably the only reason why this game stayed close for a while. And I actually, I was, I'd probably hate more on the offense than the defense because the defense kind of kept the Steelers in this game, but the offense just did nothing with it. But TJ Watt had a fantastic game. He had five tackles. He had three sacks as well. Many pressures. I mean... He was just MVP level for the he, Steelers. He tied uh, James Harrison's uh, Steelers sack record. He did for the most sacks in Steelers history, and that will be broken. He depending. I don't know who has the most sacks in NFL history, but it, he could be on pace for that. He truly could. So we'll see what happens. Be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, he was great. I mean, two of the sacks too were fumbles. Like Brock Purdy was able to cover one of them, and then TJ Watt recovered the other one. Yeah, so, which we'll get into because I think we'll talk about officiating as a whole. <laughs> yeah, but, we can do that. But yeah, TJ Watt was very good. Highsmith, he had three assists, but no sacks. So he was kind of quiet, really. Uh, Landon Roberts, he made a couple nice plays on run defense, but run defense, run defense is where I would end it. Let's talk. I want to ask you your thoughts. I'm probably the guy on defense that took the most amount of heat, and that is Patrick Peterson, who gave up the two touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk in this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking on the field, obviously, it's hard to see when uh, Purdy has the ball. You're going to keep your eyes on Purdy, and then once Purdy like starts to sling it, you're gonna your eyes will follow and travel. On TV, you're stuck looking at the quarterback, and then they'll finally move the camera over. I mean, you can see like who's wide open and stuff easier in person. Um, but sometimes when I looked up and I looked away from Purdy, you could see Ayuk was wide open, why wide open? And on those big third downs, that's who they threw it to because they knew he would get open, and he did. Um, yeah, and having Patrick Peterson, a veteran, blow that. Is not looking good. Also, I noticed another thing. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. wasn't out there as much as I thought he would be. I thought he'd be out there more, especially towards the end. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I'm trying to see. Yeah, well, especially really... because it was 30-7. to 7. We knew we were going to lose this game. There was no comeback coming with 10 minutes left. Throw him in. Get, like, yeah. get him some good snaps against a really good Niners team. Yeah, Porter only had one tackle the whole game. That was a one solo tackle. But Peterson, 
I saw a bit more on TV. The first touchdown was terrible on his end. He literally fell on the Brandon Ayuk route. And then the second one, it was actually good coverage. I think he's going to get more hate on it, but Ayuk made a great play. I think the story really was Brandon Ayuk because he just, I mean, our pass coverage was not good this game in terms of covering Brandon Ayuk. And you could say Debo Samuel too. He had five catches as well. Yeah, and looking at... uh the Niners offense. Ayuk had eight catches for 129 yards, which he was the star for the Niners today. Debo, five catches, 55 yards, and you could see when Debo broke out. But George Kittle only getting three catches kind of is crazy to me. I thought he would get more catches. I feel yeah. like Purdy's more of a tight end guy. Yeah, he didn't. Kittle did all his damage like in the first quarter, and that was it. He was kind of quiet after that. But I mean, Thing is with the Niners too, you have to account for Kittle, you have to account for McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. And the Steelers really did not were not able to account for any of them, except maybe Kittle. But I mean it was just I mean they they cut they were there were some good moments. I think Peterson actually made a nice uh defense on George Kittle one play. So I mean Peterson was very on and off. And I would like to see more of Joey Porter. Because when you think about Porter, too, like he technically was a first-round draft pick in terms of when he was positioned. It was just an odd year for the draft. He is, on paper, he is a first-round draft pick, and he was not really seeing much. And then you look at some of these other games. I know uh corner first-rounder on the Commanders made a big play. So uh, I would like to see more of Joey Porter, potentially, because, I mean... Our corners really were nothing special of what yeah. we've seen. And linebackers weren't bad, but they it was really just whatever the scheming was. Maybe we got blamed the defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin. I mean, the our pass coverage was just not good. The only thing that really saved us on defense was T.J. Watt and the pressure he put on. I mean, that's all I could think of. The other thing, too, Cam Hayward fighting through an injury and he had to come out multiple times and he was rolled out later in the game yeah and that's one thing that's going to scare me is how long cam hayward's going to be out hopefully it, his groin injury is not too too serious and he has a chance of playing next week i'm not holding it out for him but he will be a big huge piece because that defense alliance not the greatest thing in the world um yeah but yeah i would like to see more of jpj i would like to see more of nick herbig too um, he, he was in. Him and Golden were in on like one play, but it wasn't much. It was a run exactly. stop. But you, you have you got so many defensive weapons now. Use them, yeah. Seriously, use them. Don't like, yeah. yeah you have the standard guys like Watt and stuff. Like, don't take Watt on like a key third down to put like Nick Herbig in. But like first down, I mean, you know, I'm saying keep Watt in, but like maybe put Herbig in, see how he does. It's not gonna hurt. Herbig had a great preseason. Granted, preseason, but still. Yeah, I'll say one other stat for the defense. Quan Alexander led the team in total tackles with nine, and he had eight solo tackles. So <laughs> him being the leader in that kind of surprised me a bit because um, Cole Holcomb no, no, wasn't that high up there too. <laughs> you know what bothered me? What? Patrick Peterson on the field goal attempt. Oh, yeah. For the Niners, he jumped off sides. How does a veteran do that move? Like, yeah. seriously, how does a veteran let that happen? Yeah, do you want to get it, to the penalties this game? Yeah, it kind of 
It kind of looked like it was very close in person. I couldn't tell, but yes. Can we talk about the penalty slash officiating? You can start. So, <laughs> John and I aren't going to blame this game on penalties. The only team to blame, the only thing to blame is the Steelers all around. Offense and defense, punting, kicking, I don't care. Actually, Chris Bobwell did a good job kicking. So, no, no offense. One Harvin extra did. point. <laughs> yeah, Arvin didn't do too, too bad. But he wasn't the best. Anyways, um, there were so many missed calls as a Steelers fan that we saw. Uh, obviously, there was the call against Watt when Purdy fumbled it. The first fumble. And it was clear, and then Purdy got it back, and... I have no idea what happened in the stadium. It looked like uh, Watt came up with it. Purdy but then again, got it on TV. Yeah, Purdy got uh, it. Uh, it. I don't know how he did, but it was like underneath his butt. Or Somehow like he did. But anyways, there were so many missed pass interference calls. There was the jumping off sides, the one where Kenny literally, it was second and one. And what they should have done is just ran for the first down. But... Kenny noticed the dude off sides and just decided to throw it, and they missed the call. How do you miss someone's job off sides? Like, you have someone constantly staring at the line. How do you miss that? Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There were there were a couple of that. There were ones that were called and that were bad on the Steelers. I mean, our our. Uh, What's his name? Our uh, long snapper, Kunitz. I just lost his name. Let me pull him back up. Yeah, Kunitz, our long snapper. He had a 15-yard personal foul. So that was a bad one. I think George Pickens had an unsportsmanlike or something like that. There was one against the... uh, There wasn't one called, but there was a horse collar. Against oh, the yeah. Niners, that was completely missed. Um, but point is, there were so many key missed calls. Like we always say, and I will always say, having a missed penalty doesn't cost you a game. You cost yourself a game. Granted, there are moments where it's like a key, like fourth down, and there's a bad call. Fine. But you have to think about it. How did you get to that key moment in the game? Did you punt or did you throw an interception? Like, if your quarterback threw an interception, that's not the ref's fault for throwing that penalty. That's your quarterback's fault for throwing an interception, making you go down a score, having you to fight back. I get it. Like, going into that key point, he should have called it. But still, it should have never had to get to that point. I would always die on that hill and never use a penalty as an excuse. But these refs weren't good at all. For this game, yeah. I, don't I don't think, and I th- there were there were missed calls both on the Steelers side and the Niners side. Like I said, being a Steelers fan and watching the game there, I noticed more Steeler things because they'll show you more Steeler esque things. But there yeah. were bad calls missed on the Niners as well. Yeah, even with like somewhat poor officiating too, I don't think it hurt us though because I think our offense was just that bad. I mean, they were showing yeah. us that on TV. During the first half, how the Niners had like 199 total yards, and the Steelers had one, one. yard total. So That's I mean hard. that you can't blame that all on officiating too, because it is. I mean, the, it, our offense was just bad, and all in my opinion, the majority of the stats on our offense is very inflated due to either that one two minute drill or garbage time. But I mean, they're just gonna have to fix it up. I'll give. 
I'll give a little shout out to the Niners. I mean, I didn't talk much about them yet. I mean, Brock Purdy, you and I have talked about Purdy in previous episodes with the whole Trey Lance stuff. But Purdy had a good game. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he is gifted with one, a great coordinator with Shanahan. And I don't know why he makes it so easy for Purdy, but he has great weapons. They're always open for some reason, too. I don't know if that's just talent on their end or bad defense on our end, but his weapons are always open. He's He actually did make some nice throws, though. I'm not going to lie. He did what he has to do, and that's kind of the trend for Brock Purdy. He does what he has to do. So good game by Brock. Christian McCaffrey torched us on the ground. Carl, you already mentioned him, 152 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Great block by Ray McLeod, too, former Steeler, who allowed for that touchdown run to happen by CMC. And then, yeah, passing game, we already mentioned it, but Ayuk dominated. And on defense, uh, Demondre Lenore led the team in tackles, so shout out to him. He's a corner for them, but... I mean, their defense is best in the league. I ranked them best in the league back in our defense episode. I mean, linebacking core, they have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, two of the best linebackers in the league, and they dominated against us. Great D-line. Hargrave, Javon Hargrave had a sack, former Steeler right there, former Eagle. And you mentioned some of the other top defensive players like Bosa too, but... Final thoughts on this Steelers team, week one. So my final thought, I have two final thoughts, one of them being these quarterbacks, Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett. First off with uh, Brock Purdy, he seems like another Jimmy G to me, where he's playing great, but he's playing to the point where he needs to play and make the plays, and that's it. I think Trey Lance was more the guy that would be in those key moments, like that Patrick Mahomes-esque moments that they need. I don't know if Brock Purdy's that. And I've realized with uh, Brock Purdy, they didn't pressure him as much. And they should have because when he was under pressure, he didn't do as good. Granted, that's any quarterback, but still. Also, to Kenny, um, I'm not too concerned about him right now. But with Kenny, um, the Niners fans behind us were just like, you're going to start Mitch in week three. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> it's Kenny or nothing at this rate. Mitch was horrible for us. But uh, I'm not too, too concerned right now. I'm disappointed. Um, I really thought they would at least cover the spread, not win it. Well, actually, I said win it, but I truly thought that they would cover and maybe win. But the way they performed, they didn't deserve to win this game at all. And I love this team. I will ride with it till I die. But this wasn't a good start. So, Yeah, I agree. It wasn't a good start. But my final thing to say, really, it's week one. It's, exactly. Week one is not going to determine a season. I mean, we're going to go through a bunch of teams in Wednesday's episode, and there were a bunch of other good teams that lost this week, and we're going to break them down. Probably not to this extent, but I mean, it's week one. We The Steelers play the Browns next week, Monday Night Football. So now if the Steelers have a very similar performance on offense of uh, same as this week, then there's a problem, in my opinion. I mean, if the Steelers, I mean, then again, the Browns defense played very well against the Bengals. Then again, it was also a rain game, too. But if the Steelers' offense can't do anything against the Browns, then you have a problem. Then I would start maybe panicking a bit. But you're playing a team that's arguably top two in the NFC right now. 
Super Bowl contenders right here in the 49ers. And even saying that, though, I am very disappointed because I would have liked to see us compete against the 49ers. And really, we did not compete. We looked very outmatched this whole game, both on offense and defense. Some glimmers of hope, more on the defensive side, but... Yeah, it was not a good game, but it is one that you just got to brush aside and move forward to next week. So that's going to do it for our Steelers versus 49ers postgame thoughts and reaction. So stay tuned for Wednesday's episode. That is going to be where we break down the rest of the week one slate. We probably won't go into the Lions-Chiefs game as much because I covered that. And this game, obviously, we won't talk about, but... We will break down every other game that happened in week one all the way to Monday Night Football. So stay tuned for that episode. We'll have another college football episode dropping this week, too. And we might have a little Backyard Brawl episode, too, for you WVU Pitt fans. So stay tuned for that. Not sure when that will drop. And also, most likely, a fantasy football episode as well. I want to make that a weekly occurrence. So stay tuned for those. Make sure to follow us. You got something else? Yeah, I do. Uh, I have been posting a lot more on TikTok. The clips will be starting this week. Sometime this week, TikTok clips will be happening. We are making TikTok videos talking about football and soon to be other sports. So make sure you go follow us on TikTok and go give us a like and stuff. So make sure you you do that. You beat me to it there. (laughs) But it's all good. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter slash X. Our TikTok, like Carl mentioned, we're already posting on there. And our Facebook, too. Make sure to follow all of those for updates on Inside the Dome. You can find all of that and all of our podcast platforms on our in the link in bio. If you're an Apple podcast or Evercast, click the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, with Carl and Jacob, we got more NFL to talk about this week. But I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.